Welcome, welcome everyone to the State of the Republic podcast. This is going to be another podcast show where we probably talk more about what happened in our away trip to Livermore more than the game itself, but we'll see we'll see how the show goes and what we talk about, but we have a lot of interesting things to share with you all, especially to all the fans who didn't make it to the game and even to the ones who did make it to the game. You know, you I know you want some of the things that happened there mentioned uh, for good old memory's sake. We go back and listen to this episode, but Today I'm joined by our podcast mom, Sharon and Jared. First, let's go to you, Sharon, as usual. Welcome. How's it going, Sharon? Hey, it's, I'm I'm okay. Can we just rewind yesterday and um, like make the field a little bit bigger and make the wind blow into the goal for our shots as across to, opposed to across the pitch? Let's see, make the field bigger, make the wind blow in the proper direction. Oh, and finish our chances. Can we just kind of rewind and have that all over again? I mean, the cookie the cookie thing was really good. There was a, a vendor there that had the best cookies. And I would say, you know, we could use something like that at, uh, at uh, Heart Health Park. Do we want to avoid talking about the game or we have to talk about the game? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Yeah, we might. There might be a little bit, a little bit of the game. There's just highlights. I mean, there's some, there's some like the save that Tomas Gomez, Gomez made that kept us in the game. So, I mean, that's going to be something to talk about. And I know it'll be on the highlight reel. Oh, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. Yeah. Jared, how you doing, Arizona? Uh, after seeing seeing half of yesterday's match, thank you, ESPN. Uh, the way this season is progressing with all these ties, I'm thinking they're going to have to be some of those uh, special cookies. Them, <laughs> uh, those cookies for, for those uh, 21 and over, either here or in California. I mean, that's all I'll say about it. But other than that, you know, pretty good. I'm trying to keep positive that we're at least gaining higher and higher in the standings, even if it is one point at a time. It could always be worse. Yeah, that's, I mean, yeah, that, that's a good point. Yeah, literally a good point right there. See, oh, I'm bringing uh, the how, how are you doing? Oh, good point. <laughs> um, how are you doing? You worked, you worked very close by where the game was played last night because it was not played in Oakland. It was played in Livermore. You're near there for your work. Oh, yeah. And I'm thankful because after not being able to see a goal yesterday and unfortunately not being able to see us uh, get the three points. Uh, I didn't, act, I mean, I, I was already not too far from there. So it was like, all right, well, you know, the, the, there is that going on too. So yeah. But I mean, other than that, uh, I guess the good thing is that we didn't get a loss, right? Because we all know at the end, there were a couple of situations there where I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, please don't let this happen because we all hate last minute losses. And you don't have enough time to uh, do a comeback or anything. So for that reason, I am pretty thankful. So I guess if there's something positive that I can come out of that is that we didn't lose. That would have been, yeah, yeah. We all, Everyone knows how we would have been <laughs> recording it right now. And I probably wouldn't even be laughing as much. So there's that. Yeah, I probably would have stayed at my function instead of done the podcast because there's no way I would have been able to contain myself if I had to do a podcast after a loss because it's just I mean granted we break down a lot of the stuff and we try to find some of the positives but if we had not 
tied the game or if we had lost the game yesterday, I think I would have just said, ah, this is, this is really hard. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's hard to stay positive when you lose. It's okay in a tie, but it's, what did you say about men's warehouse or um, what was that other one, Jared? Men's yeah. It, yeah. If we keep on getting time as many times as we get, we might as well get this podcast sponsored by men's warehouse or Joseph A. Bank. <laughs> I think that's so funny because now we have six ties, which is a very large wedding party. If we needed ties for the wedding party. Yeah. For mm-hmm. the men. Right. So. Oh, well, it comes about to get married soon, so we do yeah. have that. <laughs> well, yeah, we can give you've got a tie, we've got a tie, everybody's got a tie. Yeah, everyone gets a point, right? At this point, basically, right? Everyone does get a point every time we play against someone. <laughs> we're handing out points like nothing, right? Hey, we're so generous, right? <laughs> we like to share. <laughs> um but yeah, yeah, I, I'm with you. I don't even know if we would have had this podcast if we would have lost last minute yesterday. Uh, and if not, it would have just been Jared and me here whew, saying a couple of things that probably still wouldn't have made it into the podcast. <laughs> but uh, I'm <laughs> it glad been that the after dark, uh, <laughs> you know, um, State of the Republic after dark version, I think, is what it would have been. <laughs> yeah, only available to anyone who is uh, signs up for a premium membership for... <laughs> the podcast <laughs> uh, membership we'll send you cookies and stickers yeah <laughs> the the only fans remix <laughs> <laughs> basically yeah um but yeah before we get started talking about our interesting adventure yesterday to las positas wanted to remind you all if you are not following us go hit that follow button on facebook twitter and instagram at state republic 12 I am working on getting some live shows uh, set up there as well. So if you follow us, you'll find out when those live shows happen. So we're trying to get people from all across the Central Valley that are involved in soccer, not only on the podcast, but also on the show. So you can hear what they have to say live, ask any questions that you have as well. So be on the lookout. I am working on on getting those uh, set up and those are going to be social media only not on the podcast. So one more reason to follow us on there as well. So yeah, other than that, we also do have our Sacramento soccer fans group on Facebook. And if you haven't joined yet, we invite you to join, go join 400 plus people in the area and also out of the area at at times as well. So go check that out. Join in on all conversations, especially now that Messi was just signed at PSG just as Sharon had just told us in the previous episode. So there you go. That happened. You guys want to talk about that? How's he going to do? You got a place there. So go check that out. Cool. Well, let's go ahead and get started again, talking about our journey before the game, Sharon. And as you all know, Sharon and I were right there. And I have to say shout out to everyone who got some stickers from us. And we had a couple of people ask us directly for stickers, which I thought was awesome. Thank you so much for uh, doing that. That was really great. And I got the chance to meet a lot of people that I haven't met yet. Uh, some people that I had actually met through Zoom that I finally got the chance to, to meet. Um, and that was really, really awesome to uh, get to experience that. And of course, get to actually uh, see all the players because when you go to away matches, usually the whole team goes and greets you. So 
that was pretty great being able to see all the players and uh you know get to just greet them as they walked by and thank us for making the trip but yeah sharon uh tell us more about about the the trip from your perspective um before the game and all that yeah so my you know i we had alluded to the fact that my sister was going to be going with me down to the game we had a girls day uh prior to the match so we stopped at a nice little winery um in lodi but the traffic was like, it was a breeze, you know, normally people think, oh my gosh, I'm going to be going on. No, it was, it's like reverse commute traffic and Stockton does not have a rush hour. So breeze right through Stockton. It was great, but we got there. We got there at the same time that Scott Bradford and his crew got there. So we had Scott Bradford, yeah. Crash Kick, Cassandra Calderon and Chrissy Getz. And so they all, we just like the stickers, they are the first thing they said is, Where are the stickers? So they all got a bunch of stickers. And the next thing you know, it's like, You've got a sticker. And then you get to another batch of fans, you know. And Louise, I think this might have been before you got there. I was like the Waragi clan, I was giving yeah. them stickers. And it was, uh, it was pretty sweet to, you know, have, be the, you know, like the sticker mama, sticker podcast mom yesterday. That was, uh, I really appreciated meeting everybody also, you know, and, and having them connect with us that way. Um, we did have one interesting issue when we did get to this uh, stadium. Of course, they did require masks, and I wasn't sure um, why that it was an outdoor venue, but I, I get it. I understand, <clears throat> but not very many people kept them on. That's okay. There was a huge uh, part of the bleachers that was filled with us, but they were not going to let us sit in the bleachers initially, even though we had all paid $20, $25 for tickets to sit in the bleachers. They weren't going to let us do that. They were basically saying all the Sac Republic, you know, supporters, we're going to put you back up on the berm behind the bleachers, which is limited view. I think, I don't know. I didn't look, look but people are saying, Oh no, it's, they can see the field. They can see the field. It's yeah. like, no, but you're a mile away. And if you don't have a chair, which we didn't bring chairs because we had bleacher seats supposedly. So we had to literally go through two different people and that both said, no, you've got to sit on the Hill. And I'm like going, no, I'm going to talk to your boss. And the next thing I know, telling the boss that, you know, my age and then my, the situation with my sister, you know, she brings a cushion to sit on bleachers. We couldn't sit on the Hill. We're not, we're not equipped for that. He basically looked at us after I told him the story, I was not happy. He said, you just sit wherever you want. And it's like, cool. And so then it was like, we just grabbed as many Sac Republic people and we took over this whole section of the bleachers. And honestly, the other team, I think we had more fans in the bleachers yelling than they did. Well, you know, who knows? I didn't do a head count, but we had a a bucket full of of fans last night. And I was, I was so proud of the showing that we made. And I think after the game, and I know we'll get to this, the guys were so appreciative of the showing that people made it to the Livermore match to watch, you know, that we came. I don't know that that always happens. You know, it was just, it was a real sweet deal. It was really sweet to see all the Sacramento people in. So, and then we had some really oddball cheers. Um, (laughs) I started some, Chrissy started one. Um, I don't know, Jared, if you could hear us yelling the players' names as part of the cheers. I don't know if you could hear from a distance. We sang happy birthday to the head trainer. I mean, there were so many different experiences. And also there was no alcohol. They didn't serve alcohol because it's a, a college campus. And they don't no. have a liquor. They can't, they can't no. sell. And it was slapped together so fast that they couldn't get a temporary uh, liquor license. So it was a dry, it was a dry event. 
we were definitely louder than them. I have to say that. <laughs> well, not that I could have noticed anyway, because uh, pretty much most of the first half on ESPN Plus was, I mean, I'll put it this way. I've seen Eastern European uh, feeds of uh, live events that were mu much better than this first half. I mean, the, the clock was still running, but the images were frozen. And it was oh. even to the point where uh, ESPN Plus had to put on the uh, we're experiencing technical difficulties uh, screen, uh, apparently. No, not that. Yeah. You would have thought so for being in the Bay Area. Hmm? Yeah, even <laughs> I know the technology <laughs> capital of the world. Um, even the Sac Republic uh, social media feed basically announced that there was some difficulties for anybody watching the the game from remotely, you know, they, they even announced that there was issues. So, um, and we could see the TV cameras that on the scissor list, because across the field from us by the players benches, there were these scissor lists for the, for the TV cameras, which is great because they, for the first time they got smart and they aimed the cameras towards where there's a crowd versus having the cameras behind the crowd aiming at nothing. Cause some of these smaller fields, smaller venues, they, they don't set up very well. And so it's it, like, uh, what game was it? The Real Monarchs game? They <laughs> Well, that was even worse. Sorry. The Real oh, Monarchs uh, broadcast was just horrible. It, uh, anyhow, so this felt a lot like that. It's very kindergarten. Yeah, I mean, and speaking of which, I mean, as far as going that far back, I mean, I felt like, and I know I'm probably going to out myself on this, but uh, there's plenty of other folks that used to do it as well, I'm sure. But felt like uh, on the, the old Sacramento cable, um, Gerald Instrument cable boxes, going to like HBO, Cinemax, pay-per-view channels, just hitting that A-B button uh, rapidly just to get a glimpse of what they're showing before it cuts out to preview guide. I mean, that's what the CSPN Plus uh, feed for the first half was reminding me of. I mean, I'm paying $7 for what? Oh, yeah. And it did just yeah. go up, right? Just this month. They still have yeah. the nerve <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I used I used to pay five bucks. Now it's like up to seven dollars, and mm -hmm. wouldn't surprise me if it goes up to eight next year. I mean, yeah. Mickey Mouse got to get his money somehow, right? Yeah, Disneyland isn't enough. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, Disneyland's hurting for uh, you know the patrons, so they're gonna they're gonna you know get it out of us sports fans. Not fair. We should mount a protest. Somehow. We should. Yeah, oh, that's that's certainly in something. <laughs> so, Jared, yeah, I, I mean, I'm wondering uh, how long. Was the stop for like when the, do you remember like approximately like what what minute did it stop and how long were you guys kept waiting for what, what was going on? Well, I know it uh, kept on uh, fra fragmenting and uh, just freezing for like a good uh, 20, 30 minutes or so. It was like to the point where I decided, you know what, I'm just going to turn off for right now because this this is horrible to watch. I mean, usually I expect you know, like uh, some really ba bad bad. Uh, play on, on some matches but for the feed to react in the same way i just decided to get off of espn plus you know until it got, got better i mean eventually it did get better towards uh, the later portion of uh, the first half and stayed decent uh during the second half but uh tower bridge battalion they had already posted that espn plus was showing the uh, technical difficulty screen uh in fact part of the screen uh, and, and i'll post this as a meme um maybe as an after dark meme uh, given it I had a picture of a couple deflated uh, soccer balls and other things like that. But uh, there was an adult swim uh, robot chicken sketch that comes to mind with that. So I'll uh, put more on that uh, later on. Wow. Yeah, it's just 
no, it, it's it's crazy how you know that they would go so long without getting that fixed. And I, I kept staring at you know the scissor lips and the fact that the cameras were pointing at us and those camera people they were still doing their job right and mm-hmm. all throughout and because I, I kept staring I was like well they're probably showing us right now because I had already seen previews of uh the highlights I should say of Orange County versus Oakland and I kind of had a feeling I was like we're we're being shown right now too so I always kept like looking over there and I was like up oh, they're pointing over here right now they're probably like focusing on us or something and uh yeah yeah that that sucks they, they were all that recording that they were doing for nothing for that part of the first half, like you were saying. So, yeah. So when the recording did work, there were people on social media or texting Chrissy, Chrissy saying that they could hear her on the, on the broadcast feed that because she was, she was that loud and helping do the cheers or, or hollering. Oh my God. I, I have not sat with Chrissy. I've not sat in TBB. Um, much. I, I mean, away games. Yeah. Like at the Reno games, I would, I would sit with TBB, but this was my first indoctrination to uh, Chrissy and uh, haranguing. She loves to harangue the referees. And apparently, oh, yeah. apparently that was picked up on a lot of the live feed. Of course, we all um, had our own version of uh, giving the uh, uh, other team a hard time, but we did not get in trouble. We did not get a yellow card as fans. Um, I don't think that we were close, but man, I did not, I cannot wait to go sit with the TVB at some point in time, officially in Sacramento and listen to the harangue. Cause that was, uh, that was good. They're good. And, and that's what the coach wants. They, you know, he wants us to be that way, but it's like, wow, this is pretty spectacular. Yeah, even the home match against Phoenix Rising uh, back in uh, late May. I mean, she was definitely get, getting some uh, words in. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Sh- shout out to Chrissy. Yeah, she was the she was the MVP shout of the away fans, and you know for this, <laughs> she yeah. yeah, she was she was great. I mean, it was really great to hear all, all the different things she would say and all that. And for a second, I was like, ooh, I hope they don't come over here and, and say like, hey, we need you to like tone it down a little bit. So I was like, all right, great. I mean. Hey, we're in Oakland, right? They understand that we're trying to be a little more rowdy because it's a rivalry, right? Mm-hmm. So, Luis, you impressed me because you knew all the cheers. That I don't know. I know some parts of some of the cheers. You knew all the cheers. I did not know that. So you that was like that was impressive. That was impressive. I can learn something there. Oh, yeah. I, I've been, uh, of course, not this season. Uh, and I actually actually I did sit with them for one game but in previous seasons for the past three seasons i've been sitting in a tbb and uh and i picked up i think basically most of them maybe there's one chant that there's still some of the lyrics that i don't know too well but for the most part yeah i i I know a lot of them and uh you know it was great i have to say it was really cool to be able to uh, do some of those chants again there too and there was uh, a gentleman there which unfortunately i don't know his name but uh, you know, if I knew his name, I'd be able to say it right now, but shout out to that guy. You probably know who I'm talking about. He was in the first row and he initiated Don? one of the chants. I'm not Don. Um, uh, oh my forgot. gosh, I know him. He, he had I a blue him. face mask too, but yeah. I, I'm trying it just, if you remember his name, bring it up again too, but shout out to that guy because he initiated one of the chants and I'm trying to remember which one it was. I don't remember right now quite well which one it was, but la, la, started, la, 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 la. Uh, you know, the one that 
Yeah, he yeah. did. He initiated. Mm-hmm. And then I remember hearing Chrissy, right? She was like, hey, we got to initiate the chants and everyone picks it up. And, and it was great. I mean, uh, for all those of you who, who didn't go, there were moments where uh, some of the Oakland fans brought some drums, nothing too crazy, right? Some little drums, but they were drumming a little bit. And of course, they were giving they were saying their name, but it was one of those chants that we also do in Sacramento. And of course, we every time they hit those drums, we started hearing them starting their chant and we were like all right this is our time to shine let's say sacramento and without a doubt we were much louder than them which at times i was like feel kind of bad right now but at the same time i'm sorry right it just lends itself to <laughs> your, your drums just let lend a, a or you know yourself to letting us actually shout that way and uh yeah i mean i had to say it was really great we had a lot of support shout out to all the people who made the trip out there because I, I even mapped it out uh, just to get an idea for everyone who lives in Sacramento about how far is it for you versus how far is it for me from Modesto. And yeah, y'all have a little bit longer of a drive. I think 20, 30 minute more of a drive. So to do that on a Wednesday night and especially not even at 8 p.m. at 7 p.m. I mean, mm-hmm. I'm sure a lot of people had to leave work early maybe even take half day off or even the full day off just to go. And I was really impressed at seeing so much Republic support. So shout out, shout out to everyone who, who made the trip out there. It was, it was really great to see that. It was super. It was funny because Mark, Mark Briggs' wife <clears throat> was nestled in with us. And I think some of us may have thought we thought it was her, but some people actually knew it was her. Um, and her, her, their daughter is just so cute, little one. The, um, so, so that was fun, you know, and, and they, oh, and the, um, McGanna, McMahon, I'm going to butcher his last name, their last name, Mike and, uh, Chris, uh, their, and Rye, mm-hmm. Rye had the little drum. So we had a little drum for a little while. So that was cool. Oh yeah, that, that was really great. Shout out to him as well. Thank you for putting our sticker on, on on his drum there too. And and it was cool <laughs> that we had we had a drum. Hey, we also brought a drum, so that was that was really great to to hear that as well. So cool stuff. Again, nothing but really great stuff. Actually, going to this game and uh, the the pitch was a lot better. We have to say, I mean, a lot a lot better. I have to say, it was in pretty good condition. That. I'm surprised they don't just keep playing in that pitch. I mean, it was super convenient oh. getting to it. Parking wasn't that far, a really short distance. It was great. Tiny, mm. tiny field, though. It was so <laughs> short. They could have done goalie wars. Jared, oh, yeah. I don't know if you saw my, my post about that, but the field was so short. Uh, you know, the they they literally could have done goalie wars last night. That's how small. But at least it was easier on the eyes. I'll, I'll give them that. That's funny. Yeah. But let's go ahead then and talk a little bit again about this match. What actually did happen <laughs> uh, when it, it, all, it all went down. Of course, as we all know, 0-0. Zero, zero, um, but if we take a look at some of the stats, not as great. It's actually kind of depressing, I think, seeing the stats because uh, they do kind of reflect what happened. I mean, we can't, at least on my side, we can't deny it that these stats, I think, are are on point. So shot-wise, Oakland got seven. We got four. Shots on target, three by Oakland, zero on our side. 
unfortunately that that was true possession wise also 60 percent for oakland 40 percent for us passes 436 for oakland 301 for us and pass accuracy 81 percent for oakland 73 percent for us Although on the foul range, they did do 17 fouls versus our nine fouls. So there was that kind of a interesting there too. Although they didn't get any yellow cards, which we kept shouting at the referee and we kept doing all that stuff because they were fouling us left and right. And we got two cards out of nine fouls. They got zero yellow cards out of 17 fouls. But yeah, I still don't understand even why Juju got that yellow card at the end of the game but yeah referee i don't know what was going on but we know usl referees (laughs) so that's that's our stats we're looking like uh you guys agree disagree what do you guys think i predicted the 60 40 luis was i telling you or was i telling my sister uh about the stats uh first half i said i felt 60 40 ish and what yeah and then when i pulled it up on uh fought mob I was my sister. Yeah, I pulled it up on FOTMOB. <laughs> I nailed it. FOTMOB was, it was 60. You could tell we did not have the bulk of the possession. Um, our passes didn't connect um, as well as the other team. I and mean, we, it was a very interesting game. So these stats are spot on. I'm fine with it. I just would have liked to have seen more shots on target because I don't think we we're still stuck on that. Now we've got injuries. We've got some serious injuries. Tucker bone, I believe is out for the season. Um, uh, Jerome. Yeah. I, I heard he might, the, I'm I'm hearing that. And then um, Jerome, we're hoping he's going to be okay for Saturday because he wasn't there yesterday. So we're really shy on uh, the type certain players, the type of players um, so our, the guys that are left to work, they they're going to be playing maybe in some positions they're not normally used to. Um, oh, you know what? Shout out to Andrew Wheeler-Romanu because he sat in the bleachers with us the whole game. He stayed with us. Nice. Oh, it was the best. It was so awesome. He just he sat there right next to Scott and Crash, and you know we just had a great time. Um, and I think he enjoyed himself, even though he, you know he wasn't starting or on the bench. I think. I think he had a good time with us. You know, it was, it was a good, good time for everyone. Anyhow. Yeah. That's awesome. I mean, to have him just hang out. I mean, it's, it's, it just shows you how close to the, uh, the fans that uh, some of the players are. I mean, that's just, it's just amazing to hear. Yep. Yeah. And I have to say he casually kind of walked through like, Hey, he was just kind of like, coming through like as if you were just a, a fan that's just coming down to see the Republic play so yeah that was r- really cool stuff by him to to do that and uh you know it would have been good to see him in the field but you know, I'm sure there was a reason why why he wasn't there but yeah cool stuff to see him come out there and support us and yeah Sharon I mean it it, it was really complicated, and we found out that Trigger Bone was out for the full season. It was it was something difficult to hear, <laughs> especially in, in a season where we know we need more offense. We know that you know, things just aren't working out as great, unfortunately. And Tucker Bone was one of those that had the luck, right? And now that he's out the full season, it's like, 
ouch that's uh that's a big big loss for us right now um because we found on this game right we did not have any um substitute to be able to replace our forwards right <laughs> so much so that we had to sub out uh you know offensive players for players that they might be a little offensive but you know their, their core isn't like striker or being a direct forward so it's it's unfortunate when you have to adapt other players because the, you know that's not their core strength and you can't if you can't utilize them where they're good at we're not going to see them at their best right so it's a shame i'm with you sharon i really hope jerome is back even if he's uh you know subbed in whatnot but we need to have just <laughs> we need to have a player that can actually go through and um you know be subbed in and you know it wasn't well, until somebody after, that can you know? actually score a goal i mean we're waiting we've been waiting for how long for mm-hmm. anybody to score a goal i mean we had luis felipe scoring goals and he's kind of like the holding <laughs> he's like he it's not he's an unexpected goal scorer, you know, when he does break free and he does get into the attacking third, you know, he's been doing the, the dirty work of, cause they it's switched posi- uh, for, uh, formations. It's like a four, one, four, one. And he's the one he's been playing the one in front of the four defenders. And so it's, it's, it's odd that he scored some goals for us a few games ago, a couple games ago. And then, you know, Jerome, it's like we should be having scores from Cameron, from uh, all of our wing, you know, our, kind of like our, our midfielders pick one. I don't care. You know, um, Derek Formella, it, it could be coming from anywhere, but we're not getting it. Pete Penanen, it's it's really strange. This like we're stuck. It's like we're just stuck in neutral. And Jerome was helping us score goals, like you said, um, uh, Tucker Bone. And it's like we've kind of shriveled up for a little bit there so let's just hope this weekend we see something entirely different on the on the 14th however it's predicted to be a hot game maybe that's going to be to our benefit i don't know we'll see although las vegas is used to the heat unfortunately we're not getting like a like a tacoma defiance right maybe it would actually probably hit them more but yeah las vegas I don't know. They're used to extreme heat. So it's almost like a Phoenix situation where it's like you can't, you're not going to beat them just because of the heat. Right. And uh, yeah, you have to make sure that. I think at this point, I think at this point, we just need to have both Nevada teams uh, on on the field. Yeah. Basically. Yeah. Yeah. At this point, that's, that's what. What we need. <laughs> um, hopefully, right? Hopefully we're not talking on Saturday. Like, what's going on? You guys usually beat the lights. They're the ones that you beat. <laughs> hopefully not. That's not what we want to see. But if we take a look at the highlights, and I don't know about y'all, but I think that there's only one highlight that we could really analyze in this match because, of course, there weren't any goals. But there was an incredible match-saving save by Tomas Gomez, which, uh, you know, here in the past, yeah, sure, we've said some things on, like, he messed up here, he messed up there. But now we have to say, at least on my part, he's been doing better in recent matches. Uh, he's he's had mm-hmm. an improvement, which is great to see, especially now that Rafa Diaz is there available. You know, it's like, uh, he's got to step it up. So I think maybe that might be helping him 
uh, as a motivator to say, well, other goalkeeper who was our first goalkeeper, he's he's ready to be subbed in at any point. So, you know, you got to make sure you're on your A game. And, I guess I can't call him uh, banana hands anymore. Yeah, that that's what we were saying yesterday. Well, you know, he's, yeah, the, I was calling him banana hands because it's slippery. You know, when you slip <laughs> on a banana peel and you kind of things don't go your way. And I was calling him banana hands. I can't do that now because he actually did his job. I mean, he, he did a, a way better job. Yeah, and this all happened, of course, in the 64th minute. Um, Fatai had, wait, no, this all happened in the 64th minute. Uh, Duke had, uh, I don't even know what happened. I mean, he tried to, like, uh, kick it away, but he kind of missed it, you know, and, and instead of, you know, it going anywhere, it almost ended up being an Oakland goal because it was almost like a crazy assist <laughs> to the Roots player. and. I, I got to say, I mean, in part, I mean, yeah, Tomas had a crazy save, but I mean, a part of it also was luck too, right? Because I think the Oakland Roots player, he could have actually done something different, right? But he actually shot right directly to Tomas, right? Right to his chest. And, you know, of course, he, he was there and, and uh, you know, luck was definitely on our side because the ball miraculously ended up actually just staying there <laughs> which i don't know exactly what happened there it's like the ball just stayed uh like just loose there and just like did not want to go inside so yeah i'm mean, yeah i mean nothing but pure luck there and the ball just deciding to just stay there you know not go anywhere else <laughs> As long as the ball stayed on the right side of the line, that's all we're concerned about. Yeah. So we're like, thank you. Thank you. Well, I don't know. There must have been a magnet on the ground or something, but <laughs> that ball was not going anywhere, but staying right there next to Tomas. But what were your guys' thoughts uh, on this play? Well, I mean, I, I know I voiced uh, numerous, numerous things about uh, Tomas Gomez, both good and bad, uh, mostly bad, I'll admit. But uh, this one, he came in clutch. I mean, he just uh, stayed on the ball, did everything he could to keep the ball away away from the lines and even more so out of the net. So this is definitely a highlight. And, you know, to be honest, if if it wasn't for him, I mean, this game could have been easily one or two to, to nothing. But uh, he kept us in the game by uh, just keeping everything out. So technically, this is a clean sheet for him. So... You know, there, there is that. Yeah, we don't get too many of those as we know this season. And so, great stuff. And and again, Sharon, I don't know if this means she actually doesn't call him banana hands anymore, but I don't know, Sharon, does this, did this performance actually help him not have that name called anymore? Or are you still going to wait a little more? <laughs> I'm going to, you gave me the out. I'm going to wait a little bit more. I mean, I'm not going to say anything to his face and Lord knows. I mean, if any players are listening to this and you, and you let Tomas, I mean, Tomas glares at me. I don't think he's listened to any of these things, but he's, he's a, he's a quiet kind of guy. He's very intense. Um, and if he ever found out that I called him banana hands, you know, because of, uh, and it's not, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. You know, I, <laughs> we'll see yeah. i would say that the person who had banana feet 
you know, slippery was Duke on that one. You know, it's like when you whiff a ball and it goes right in front of the attacker. Oh my goodness. That's just like, oh, that's just the most horrible feeling ever when you miss a ball or you whiff a ball and it drops right to their player right in front of goal. But why did we not have somebody traveling with that player? I mean, look at Dan Casey. He's right doing, come on, Dan, you got to pick a, pick something. You know, we've got two of their players or is that Hayden? I can't tell. That, that, um, that was Hayden. Yeah. Hayden was <laughs> just stays there standing and as he sees Duke's yeah. error. Oh gosh, darn it. You know, you got to move with the, with the players. Yeah. I know you're trying to pull the offside trap, but by this time the ball and the other player, it's obvious that that's not working. So you got to continue to, you got to cover your goalie. I mean, that's like, that's the key thing is you, if the goalie goes down, you better be running in behind him. I mean, that's like, that's like defense one-on-one, you know, if your keeper's getting taken out of the picture because he's activated, you're running in behind him. You've got to be running in behind the, you know, whatever you can to cover him. So our, our young guys are still learning how to do, you know, how to, how to do some priorities. Um, yeah. Hayden, Hayden needed to shuffle. Oh, I don't know if it was Hayden. It might've been Dan. It was Dan. It was Dan that I think needed to move because he's got players. He's behind the play. Essentially. He didn't, he didn't get with the play, but I digress. We, sh- they'll figure it out. They'll watch the same thing we're watching. They'll watch tape and they'll, they'll realize that, you know, they got to keep moving all the way down to the 90th or minute and all the extra time. So yeah. they'll figure it out out they better yep. they're getting paid to do it not me oh yeah <laughs> yeah hopefully uh hayden did lose his mark though i think with, with that player being right there um but i i think also maybe Duke could have done something differently right try not to do what you were trying to do of course you, i mean what's one of the things that you want to do right it's just like kick the ball away especially when you have a dangerous play but due to the circumstances and just seeing how that guy was right there and just kind of thinking, what if this happens, right? The ball is going to just uh, land right next to this player and he's going to have this like shot on goal right there. Uh, he could have probably still like hold back, you know, and, and just make sure that you secure the ball right before just like attempting that because these things happen. So, but good thing we're not talking about a goal scored against us because we, we, we could have, we could have said a lot more maybe. <laughs> Oh, I wouldn't be here. If we had a goal scored against us, I wouldn't even be on the podcast. So, yeah, yeah it is. That's how bad. Is. So, yeah. Duke, I'm glad your mistake didn't cause us that. Would have been a sad day today. Maybe right. there wouldn't be no podcast. So, thank you, Tomas Gomez. Thank you so much. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, thank, th- thank you, T God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. That's, that's, that's one. That could be his nickname. Come on, let's make it a playoffs. Let's make that happen. T <laughs> God uh, instead of banana hands. Okay. So <laughs> I, I, I gotta ask, who was y'all's player of the match? And uh, let's first go to you, Sharon. Who do you choose? So this is going to be an interesting one. I'm not going to do Tomas because I know everybody else is thinking, oh, that great save because it was a zero zero tie. I'm actually going with Jordan. I go. I'm going with Jordan McCrary. Man, I thought. He ran his tush off. Um, you know, he's come back from an injury. He's he played 90, 
last night. You know, he's come back from so much and he gave it all. He was one of the few players that was, you know, he was putting his body, he was shorter than the guys he was playing against and he was winning head balls in the air. He was, he was doing every aerial duel. His throw-ins were good. I mean, for the most part, Jordan was pretty much in the right place at the right time, most of the game. And I, I really liked, I liked Jordan McCrary last night. Jordan has got my vote. Well, I mean, as far as on the pitch, it's uh, rather difficult. But I would, I would say, as far as actually getting us to watch the match again, I gotta, I gotta give uh, my props to whatever ESPN Plus technician got the feedback in decent quality in order to even watch it. I was hearing some folks might have had some similar issues with the my fifty eight feet, but then again, I think it's using the same things. It's it's pretty much uh, the same feed that we're getting on ESPN plus, including the local uh, announced team. So I'm just glad that they were able to get that fixed quick because really, if it was going to be down for both halves, I mean, it's like going back to the OKC days. Oh my goodness. (laughs) I remember that. So I, I, that's a, that's a good call for, you know, people that were watching from home. Um, Yep. Yeah. Well, Luis, what uh, about you? Who was your man? I'm going to be one of those people, Sharon, because you mentioned earlier, but <laughs> I have to give it to Tomas Gomez. And not just, I mean, yeah, that was a great save in that minute, the one that we just went over. But all throughout the match, I mean, he had a lot of great saves and uh, all that. And, of course, when you get a clean sheet, especially if it's a 0-0 game, there's a good likelihood that the goalkeeper – was you know uh, of benefit to us to be able to get that right because otherwise that wouldn't have happened and you know that a clean sheet is like goalkeeper scoring a hat trick right equivalent for them and it feels good and gets them pumped up i hope you know it motivates them for saturday's game because we really need it and yeah i'm i'm glad i think it's the first time tomas makes it on my man of the match so Thank you, T. Or, or T God, oh, as Jared calls him. T God. <laughs> cool stuff. So let's go ahead and, and look at the standings. Uh, I don't know how many times I'm going to keep saying this, that I'm not really excited to look at them, but uh, we're just going to have to look at them because we can't deny them. They're right there. The numbers are where they're at. Uh but we got Phoenix rising in first place with 16 matches played, 36 points. OC with 17 matches played, 25 points. So as we all know, Phoenix just keeps going and going away. Um, as much as the lights were able to tie against them, a big mystery, perhaps even a future unsolved mystery, right? <laughs> what's going on with the lights and all that. But yeah, that's that's what happened there. The loyal 17 matches played, 24 points. Tacoma Defiance in the fourth spot that us and everyone else uh, who is below Tacoma wants. (laughs) 15 games played, one less match than we do, but 21 points on fifth place. Los Dos with 17 games played, one more game than we do, 19 points. And then we are in sixth place, 16 games played, 18 points. Lights have the same amount of games that we do, one point less than we do with 17 points. And then the roots and last place of the group with seven points out of 13 matches played. So 
that's the scenario right now, right? They're three points away from Tacoma. They have one more game. Yeah, it's looking like those three games we have against Tacoma are going to be must wins if you want to make it to fourth place. So that's, that's what we got. Got to yeah. hand it to the kids. Hand it to the kids. Like we said in the last podcast, you know, it's the the youth are are showing their medal. M-E-T-T-L-E, is that the medal I'm looking for? I'm not looking for M-E-T-A-L, correct? Yep, M-E-T-T-L-E, <laughs> you got it right. <laughs> Just uh, have to clear I, that up. <laughs> uh, I was thinking M-E-D-A-L, right, since we're in Olympic <laughs> season. <laughs> Well, I, I don't know. The, the Olympics uh, did end, but then again, we have the Paralympics coming up too in a, in a week or so. So I guess technically you're still right. Yeah. So. Oh my goodness. Yeah. So metal, metal, metal. It's almost like they're there and there and you're, you're, you're. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's an, I didn't even know about the other word. There you go. So we're, <laughs> there you go. I wasn't even thinking he's about gonna that. Be, he's going to Google it. You know, darn well, the minute we get off this podcast, <laughs> I'm going to look over <laughs> M-E-T-T-L-E. <laughs> uh, all I can yeah. all I can say, I mean, I this is good. I mean, this is at least some positive news. We're at least keeping pace with uh, with fourth fourth place. We're, all we have to do is, of course, win against the lights, and then somehow hope Los Dos and uh, Tacoma both lose, and then that will jump us into uh, a tie with Tacoma for fourth. So. I don't know where weirder things have happened. I mean, we just got to keep our fingers crossed, burn some sage, just do whatever. <laughs> so it's this whole thing of probabilities that you always work up for us that we all work up and you're going to have to spell it out. Okay. If this, I want to see it in like, not meme form, but you know, it's kind of the last time we were doing the please, please. And we, we asked for this, this, and this, and the exact opposite occurred. We had mm. Las Vegas lights beat who was it? Orange County. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was the weirdest thing. And then Phoenix ended up losing to San Diego or something weird. It was like everything that we wanted to have happen didn't happen. And, but we won. It was, you know, that weekend that oh. we won. <laughs> yeah. That yeah, weekend, which there's so few wins. It's like, oh, yeah, I totally remember that weekend. It does, it stands out because it was, the, it was like one of the few weekends we won at home. Yeah, because yeah, I think that was when I had posted that the, the scenarios that would get us in the fourth place. It was like uh, before the game against uh, NY Red Bulls, too, because I had That's posted true. that along with the song. So I think posting that although we ended up getting the win all the other scenarios did not happen whatsoever so you were trying to like mix up the mojo a little bit but it kind of the it backfired on us last night uh, halfway half backfired but last yeah. night even Chrissy because there was like where we were not scoring Chrissy even just grabbed my sister and she goes, we got to mix up this mojo. There's something wrong with his mojo. And so she switched standing spots with my sister. And at that point in time, my sister was like, okay, well, I'm just going to go down and go get cookies. <laughs> and so the game was so vanilla to my sister and she's usually riveted. She was gone. She was, she left for the last 15 minutes of the game, wandered the small area because Chrissy wanted to switch up the mojo. Oh, is that oh, why wow. she did that? I remember, I yes. remember seeing that. I was like, "What's going on? Where? What? 
you know, she switched my sister and I, I was like, okay, well, we'll reverse the polarity here and we'll put my sister on the other side of Chrissy. And, you know, Chrissy could have done anything to switch up the mojo, but that was what she chose to do. And at that point, my sister was like, okay, I'm just going to go get cookies then. (laughs) And I think a lot of people were like, yeah, we even stopped chanting at one point, except yelling. We did yell at the referees, but we kind of we even stopped chanting, which was kind of sad. That didn't sound like anything we would do, but we did. Yeah. yeah. We had to take a little break because things were, you know, it was still like a big mint, right? It was like zero, zero still. Clock's running out. Um, our substitutions weren't appearing, but now we found out, right? We were like, well, we don't even have anyone that's really offensive. So, um, you know, it's kind of understandable what's going on and all that. but. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, I got to say, Sharon, shout out to your sister. Uh, While well, we were at the game, uh, I know she had a brief moment where she actually did give a preview of uh, her calling the horse races. And immediately oh, right. once I heard her say that, I was like, oh, Sharon just mentioned that another podcast. There you go. She yeah. just, without me asking her, like, oh, hey, can you like do like a 10 seconds of like a what you would say in that instance? She said it right there. I was like, great. I don't even know what to ask. She said it. Sharon said it here first. She does. She's called horse races. Horse and shows. Horse, 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 horse shows. shows, I should say. Yeah, um, Yeah. She, I don't so, think she's ever time. called a race, but you know, who knows what she's done on her free time. <laughs> My sister is sometimes, a, yeah, she does a lot of different things. There, She surprises me. But yeah, no, she, she calls horse shows. Yep. Yeah. And also after the game, she had interesting game analysis too i gotta say so that part about being observant yeah on point so i heard it all if everyone is wondering we were, we try to get her on the show here but <laughs> yeah she kind of politely declined yeah if i remember right but she gave us her game analysis which was really great so i got to hear it so sharon yes sharon said the truth everyone so i'm i'm proof here that <laughs> that was the case and <laughs> And that, that was that was a really great um, seeing her again there too. But yeah, so that was the game that we're that's what we're looking at standing wise. Again, Tacoma has still one more game to play, and if we take a look at what is that one game, because right now it's as if Tacoma is the team that you know we're hoping they lose that next game, and their next game is actually against the Loyal on Saturday. So. Could they lose? Yeah. I mean, there's there's a chance, right? The Loyal are, are up there. Um, then they make the trip out to OC. So they're going to take a little Southern California vacation from Saturday to Wednesday. So, you know, they visit Championship Stadium to play against them, another hard rival. A chance that they could lose. And then we can all be uh, just three points away from them. Uh, and then they visit the Roots once again. They play against the Roots, which we were rooting for the Roots, like we said in the last podcast. <laughs> The roots let us down <laughs> and they beat them 3-1. Um, that was last Sunday, but now they get to play against them again. After that, it's the lights and then they play against Phoenix. So, I mean, hopefully loyal OC, hopefully you guys get those three points because <laughs> we need, we need them. We need them to be uh, on par with us in games played. <laughs> so, but. Yeah, but we I, I don't even know what's going to happen anymore, right? <laughs> we say one thing here, and then they end up beating the Loyo and OC, and then before you know it, ah, yes, they're nine points away from us now. <laughs> so, 
yeah, we'll, we'll see. Well, I will wait for Jared to post the probabilities in Sacramento <laughs> soccer fans, and I'm sure he'll post it on TVB wall, but um, definitely on Sacramento soccer fans watch for Jared's post. And then also when this podcast goes live, we'll see, uh, we'll see what kind of comments Jared follows up, you know, when, when Luis posts this on Sac soccer fans and also on the, on our Facebook page and, and elsewhere, I don't always go on Twitter, but I always look forward to um, the social media posts that are, that show up on either Instagram or, or Facebook Twitter is just too busy for me. I can't keep up. So yeah, I'll let y'all have, yeah. you You all have Twitter. If there's something good on Twitter, because I know Jared, one time you said uh, there was the, there was the family friendly version of something and then the NS, you know, not suitable for, not yet rated. The after dark. The we'll, after we'll go dark with that. Version. And you basically said, go look at Twitter. And so I finally went and looked at Twitter. It's like, oh, okay, there it is. Got it. Thank you. Very good. So. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah, were warned. <laughs> <laughs> so so yeah. It, so anybody listening to this podcast, right? Just check out Jer- Jared's going to probably let us know more frequently when, <laughs> when he's got some really good stuff yeah. that y'all need to pay attention to. He's good. This is fun, and I don't mean to put you, Jared, into doing any more work than you already do coming up with this stuff. But man. Your brain works in the best warped way, and I love it. And and yeah, we need it. We need more of that. It's good. Yeah, for those that don't know, in the Sacramento Soccer Fans Group, you'll get the T the TV uh, G uh, memes. If you <laughs> if you hit my Instagram, it gets a li- little TV PG. And if you're on Twitter, yeah, expect uh, maybe a couple TV MAs. I'll, I'll put it that way. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's that's all. That's Wopa, uh, and, and yeah, well, we're looking forward to what memes are, are ahead because we do play against the lights on Saturday, and I think the lights are just, I mean, they're a meme team already, right? Let's just, <laughs> <laughs> let's just put it there, and I know Jared has his, his share of uh, lights, yeah, yeah. memes. <laughs> oh, I, oh, I still have like at least a couple from uh, the uh, 2019 match uh, that, that I have, and there's uh, the whole uh, Michael Jordan meme, not the crying Michael Jordan meme, but the... Uh, I'll put it this way: some of the, the language is uh, is there, so I had to do my own version. But about the refs, I'll, oh. I'll leave it at that. Oh, I'll, yeah. I'll, 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 I'll I'll unearth it for this Saturday. I mean, win or oh. lose. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, and especially if the refs have something to do. But yeah, once you said refs, I was like, yeah, we know, <laughs> we know those refs. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so that's our upcoming game this Saturday, August 14th against Las Vegas Lights. Thankfully at home because, oh, geez, having to watch another game at Las Vegas is, is not ideal. Um, uh, I did have one more thing because this did come up on Twitter and I mentioned that uh, we would actually uh, mention it here on the show, too. So shout out to Alejandro Gutierrez. He's a listener of the show. And as I had shared a picture that I took, which I thought was pretty cool. I mean, it kind of reflects the the field and, and y'all can see oh, wow. how close the hills were right there to us. And it's cool, right? So it's, it, it's a view that we might not ever get again unless, you know, Roots happens to have another pitch like they did last time. And we have to go back here, which I would not mind. I would not mind if that actually happens. And so all happened because Alejandro responded to that. He was kind of questioning why was it in Livermore? Was it for the grass? Maybe to avoid turf. 
I actually responded saying, you know, I'm not really sure. Maybe because it was conveniently located right off 580 or who knows, maybe, uh, you know, it was cheaper to rent the field there versus going to another venue that that could have also been the case because it is a smaller college campus versus other community colleges. And so he responded saying, would be nice to find out. I kind of like when teams give surrounding areas a game. He mentioned it would be cool to see SRFC play at a couple of other venues, one or two. I imagine he said like maybe one or two games to get other communities involved too. So my question to you two is, do you like this idea of them actually maybe doing that too? And if so, what venue or two would you kind of uh, suggest they go to? Oh, that's weird. I mean, the, the, the traveling, like we do try, we do do in preseason, we play at other venues. Like we've played at American river college, the stadium there, which is pretty nice. Um, so, but we've not really traveled out of Sacramento. We play at CRC or, you know, we play friendlies. We've played at UC Davis, which has been, you know, that's a decent field. Um, and those are just, those are friendlies that we play that. I think the USL requires a home field unless there's X, you know, this sort of situation that's happened to Oakland. I think you have to play it a designated home field unless there's a reason you cannot, like the field is already being used. Like if there was a concert, um, you know, that was being played on a, I, let's just say we had to do a makeup game and there was already a concert there, we might have to move the makeup game to some server college or whatever but i i would have to look at the usl rules i don't know the pro, the likelihood of being able to bounce around and play in other communities except dirt for friendlies you know when we yeah. brought in the foreign teams we played at sac state um you know because we had to find places that were less expensive so to speak and that could accommodate us and depending on if it was a closed door or open door i mean there's just all kinds of possibilities but what do you think jared you know, I would kind of like the idea of uh, play, playing at uh, nearby colleges, you know, if, if at all possible. Um, now, for, for me, since I've gone to local sports since I was a kid, I, I would love to see a Republic FC match at Hornet Field because I used to go to some of the uh, Sacramento Surge and Sacramento Gold Miners uh, mat- uh, matches. So it would just be amazing to step onto the field uh, over there again. But like you said, USL would have some regulations as far as when they can play there, I mean, whether it be for friendlies, but as far as a regular season match, there would have to be uh, an out-of-hand uh, uh, situation like what uh, Oakland has. But I would say if we were allowed, I mean, this, this would be a great opportunity to play at some other nearby colleges or uh, facilities that would accommodate. I mean, to at least, you know, get the word out. I mean, it doesn't even have to necessarily be in Sacramento. I mean, it would be convenient if it was in Sacramento County, but, you know, may, maybe pick um, – Somewhere in Roseville or uh, Yolo County, uh, maybe even San Joaquin County. Yeah, those those would be great options. You make a good point, Sharon. You know, they they probably would be like, eh, we're only doing it because you know uh, the situation that happened here. But I did appreciate when they did play a couple of friendlies at my college campus, right at Stanislaus State in Sherlock. That was really great. The fact that they went all the way down there, you know, uh, promoting the Republic name. It was really awesome. And I yeah, I got to go to one of the two matches that they played over there. It was great. And they, they played against the Earthquakes, if I'm not mistaken, the first time. Unfortunately, I was not able to go. Uh, tickets were a little expensive and I was a college student. So 
there was that at that time, but earthquakes were coming to town. So I guess you can't really complain against that. But yeah, the game yeah. I went to was great. All, nothing but good. It was against the Fresno FC, uh, if I'm not mistaken. Um, and uh, which I guess it made sense, right? It was like a good point for, for both teams and, and all that. But yeah, if they can make the trip back out there, it'd be great. Uh, but as far as USL official play, yeah, they might have their their own rules. But in a world where they wouldn't have that, it would be nice for them to be able to go back to Hughes Stadium, play a game there. Yeah. Uh, just be, for good old memories, right? And even if it's not like an official game, if they could just play a friendly game there, it would be great. Because I personally never got the chance to go to that stadium, unfortunately, uh, back when, when we first started playing. And so to be able to go back there, I think would be really cool, really nostalgic, right? For all the fans to to get a chance to go back there. And again, it's a 20-seater stadium. So maybe you invite, you know, a, a team from Mexico, right? Some other team that, you know, can also bring people from the away crowd also in the stadium. And, you know, you have, have a game there. So... Yeah, it, it'd be interesting to know the, you know, the contractual arrangements that we have with um, Heart Health Park and, you know, the the vendors there and the, the you know, the, oh gosh, what's, it's not ovations anymore. Um, anyhow, Spect, Spectra, the food service people. Mm. But, you know, speaking of, you know, going around and, and showing our brand at these different colleges or these different venue sites, you know, friendlies are definitely a good opportunity for that. But if you think about it, San Jose earthquakes, whenever they used to play, um, I think if LAFC came to town, I think they moved the game. They've played at Stanford because of the capacity issues. So if we ever mm -hmm. had a capacity issue, we would move to a larger venue. Like if we needed 20,000, we would most likely move to Hughes stadium for something. Um, uh -huh. But right now mm -hmm. the USL, we don't need, you know, we don't, we don't need 20,000 for regular league, but regular league MLS, sound of the earthquakes, they, they have to change their venue just because of capacity issues. So, yeah. Cause Stanford holds what, Oh my gosh, I forget the number. It's huge. Um, they're not comfortable, but it's a huge number that Stanford holds. Um, and then the same thing with the Oakland Coliseum, when they had to move games occasionally from Spartan and also um, USC uh, USC, uh, Santa Clara, they'd, they'd have to move them to Oakland Coliseum, like when they played David Beckham. Mm. Mm. So, yeah. yeah. St Stanford holds 50,000, right? Versus the PayPal Park is 18,000. So, I mean, yeah. there's no, no question about it, right? I mean, that's a big, big difference in, uh, dollars coming through <laughs> so and not just that right not just ticket sales but you know merchandising and food sales and all that and beverage of course so mm -hmm. yeah it's it's understandable yeah when, when they when they do that and of course the league is like we'll make a special exception for that right you're like hey we might have that rule hey, don't don't even worry about it for that game it's got to be that we're the league right we can change the the rules anytime we want <laughs> So, um, cool. Well, uh, before we close out today's episode, we didn't forget. We do have Jared's USL Unsolved Mysteries. So, Jared, what do you have for us tonight? 
Well, this uh, ties into last night's game. Um, for those of you that have gone on to a Sacramento Soccer Fans uh, group or have seen my Twitter, uh, you've seen a, a comparison picture. One picture of uh, Port Adelaide Powers uh, coach uh, uh, Mark Williams, his infamous uh, tie moment in sports, signaling the end uh, of the grand final where his team, the Port Adelaide Power, ended up winning in, in 2004, stopping the uh, possible four-way or the four-peat of the Brisbane Lions winning the AFL grand final, which is Australian rules football, for, for those that may not uh, recognize it. Uh, the other side of the tie moments in sports, not so much. We have had at least six ties, uh, three of them against Oakland alone. Uh, one tie was definitely miraculous. That was the one in San Diego, the one the, the game I had gone to. And then, of course, against uh, the Tacoma Squidbillies and Orange County. I mean, the, the mystery is why is it that Everyone else can beat the pants off of teams like Oakland, but yet we can barely do the minimum and just hold them off to tie. I mean, San Diego, I get because they are a fierce team this year. Tacoma, they have gotten better over the years, except uh, most of last year. Orange County has always been a thorn in our sides. But why is it we are not getting the advantage over some of these teams? Why is it that the most we can hope for is maybe either not scoring and the other team not scoring or at least praying for that last second goal, which has happened, of course. We need to beat these teams. Why are we not getting over these teams that in the years past we would have beat the pants and shoes off of, but now we can barely land a pinky on them? What is going on with all these ties? Unsolved mystery. Yeah, I, I don't understand either, especially considering that Oakland Roots has had a lot of problems, right, this season, as we all know. And they're they're basically a brand new team, right? I mean, yeah, sure, they might have players and, and whatnot that have some experience in the USL and all that, but they're still a team that was just formed, right? They were just announced in the USL not too long ago, right? It's their first season. How are you tying three times against them when they're, they're technically more... They should be more inexperienced than you are, right? Yeah, I mean, technically, they did come from another league, but this is the the highest league placement that they've had so far. I mean, they were with, uh, I believe it was the uh, the NISA. If is, is that correct? Uh, that that league. I know it was a league that was even lower than than the USL, but uh, I mean, really, for such a young team to join this league, to play in bigger venues, to play against bigger teams. We should be uh, shellacking them, and mm-hmm. we're not even doing that. Yeah, you're right. It was Nissa. Yep. Okay. Yeah. So we should be shellacking them. Yes, mm-hmm. we should be. Yeah. Although the first year out for us, which you know the league has grown and improved so much since 2014, our first year out, people thought, "Oh, we're <laughs> this is a brand new team. We can beat them," and they couldn't. I mean, we ended up taking the whole entire shooting match. We we won it all. But, um, yeah. And I don't think Oakland is headed that way, but we should be beating them. Yeah, especially because we only have one game left against them. It's in Oakland again. And these are three points that, for other teams, 
they got him, right? And if you don't get those points against the team that is last place in your group, we're not going to get any playoffs this season. If you can't get those three points that everyone is like seamlessly getting them, you have to get those three points in that last game against them. Imagine another tie. It's going to be... This is going to be something that maybe has never happened to us in the history of rivalries, right? And we've played so many games against a rival and not being able to get three points against them is, is not what you want to happen. But fortunately, that is what it's happening. This is why I posted in my uh, memories on my fa- on my personal Facebook. Is it wrong to miss Reno asking for friends that want three points? <laughs> yeah. Well, we're still gonna keep, and you know that's even considering that Reno always had Reno always had a good team too, right? Like they, yeah, they were not the roots. They were a stronger squad, and somehow we managed to still get the three points. So, it, it yeah, I don't. Yeah, but we had history. we had a totally different team when we beat Reno. We actually had William Bija. We had Roro last year. We had. Drew Scondrich, who could run and run and run and run. We had Matt Mahoney. We had a whole different team last year than this year. We had Sam Werner. Oh, we had Sam, Sam Werner too. Sam. Yeah, we had we had tools. Um, lots lots of different tools, and that was some of those guys. It was their second year playing together, so they were gelled. They gelled, mm-hmm. um, and we kind of the. I'm still waiting for the gel from us this year. I'm not seeing the gel yet. I'm not. One of the things that my sister pointed out, and I think Luis, we all talk about it. Nobody took charge of the game last night. I was waiting for somebody to take charge of the match. It didn't look like anybody wanted to take charge of the match, except for my favorite was Jordan McCrary. But there's not much you can do when you're playing outside right back. You know, it's not like that's that's a decisive role. The decisive role is to be some more up the gut. You know, it's either got to be a, a, a central defender or it's got to be Luis Felipe or it's got to be Pete or it's got to be Derek or it's got to be Cam. But I wasn't seeing that, you know, take charge person that's always trying to win the ball, always trying to get the ball. I mean, last night we were telling I know we're trying to close out our, our podcast, but we were yelling from the stands. Pete is wide open. Pass it to Pete. And it took them forever to get and by the time all these things happened, our players were closed down. You know, it's kind of mm-hmm. like the the quicker. <sighs> Can I please coach it for just a day, maybe just five minutes of <laughs> of coaching the match? Anyhow, can you know? Can I have the controls and just have it be like electronic and? <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's that's our thoughts. Yeah, that's how yeah. we feel. And mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen and we'll find out, but it, it, I said it so long ago, right down this season, it's looking like it's going to be dramatic at this point. I, I hope at least it's dramatic. I hope we're not like to the point where Tacoma starts winning. They pulled the, these wins. And, you know, again, like I said, they have one more game left than we do uh, to you know, tie us in with 16 games played. They get that game. They're going to be six points ahead of us. Right. And all they need is another good streak of like beating OC as well. And before you know it, we lose another game and there it goes nine points away. And, you know, once you get to that point where it's like three matches is what separates you from that spot, it gets a little complicated. Right. It's, it gets to that point where like, well, 
you got to beat Tacoma those three games if you want to catch up and at least tie with them. And then hope, hope that you keep winning and that they mess up somewhere along the way. And that that's not good. It's not good when you have to start counting your points and your matches and look at your opponent's matches and what do we need? What do they need? And yeah, it's not, that's not the Sacramento way, right? That's not what we've been doing in the past. We were usually counting how much points do we have to reach second place or first place? uh, And can we still reach first place? Because we sure as heck really want to make sure that we host more games right in the playoffs. (laughs) So yeah, and I don't even think there's a play-in round this year as far as the uh, postseason goes. Yeah, and we don't even have that. Yeah, it's only it's only the first four. And, uh, yeah. So, hopefully, hopefully. And, and uh, you know, that again, like I always say, that's why we have this urgency. That's why in every show we always say this because we know that that fourth spot, it's like it, it keeps – going, going away from us. And before you know it, we're, it's going to be pretty far from us. And uh, yeah, that's when we're going to start. That's when we're going to get to the point where we don't even mention the standings anymore, right? Before like, well, it, we're so far away that at this point, it doesn't even matter. Let's not even mention the standings. Yeah. So, but we'll see what happens this Saturday again against Las Vegas Lights, 8 p.m. Uh, hoping for the best, hoping that we do get those three points because if we don't, and Jared, you know what's after the lights? I don't know. We're in for a rough, rough week before that match. And uh, I know you're, you're probably still going to a game if you can go to the game. Um, yeah, so. if if I do, and I know I'm probably going to have to stop by CVS or Target or somewhere to get some more of those Alka-Seltzer gums. Oh, I can appear Hey, yeah, come on, Sacramento! You gotta win. You gotta win. Yeah, those the gums are gonna make an appearance again. Either that, or stopping by a wild, uh, stopping by a wild pass, uh, wild horse pass casino, and maybe slug back a couple uh, overpriced pints to 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 know the pain. Who knows? Yeah. So there you have it, Sacramento. You know you gotta win because we we want Jared to be in in a good good state, right? <laughs> when state of the republic, right? We want a good. Good stay for Jared. So um, let's make sure we, we accomplish that. But yeah, cool. Well, if you are going to the game on Saturday, I am not going to be there, but Sharon will be there. And she does have a lot of stickers to give out. So if you want your sticker, you can get your sticker. If, if you want more stickers because you're just sharing them everywhere, then also meet up with Sharon and she'll have a sticker there for you. So all you know now, that our podcast mom is also our sticker podcast mom, as she mentioned uh, at the beginning of the show as well. So uh, yeah, reach out to us and we'll get him out there for you. And and as I always like to say, we like meeting any of the listeners out there and we really enjoy when we get those moments. So yeah, let's, let's keep having those moments. We, we really appreciate it. Great. Well, Sharon, Jared was awesome. Again, we talked more about anything other than the game. <laughs> Not as much as direct game moments, but I think we have a blast even when we have these. But please, please give us more reason to talk about the actual game. That's that's what we want. <laughs> we don't want to just talk. I mean, we like talking about any everything that happens outside, but we talk more about the game, and that means we probably won, hopefully. So thank you so much, everyone. We really appreciate all that you do when you listen to our show and all that. Sharon, Jared, any last words before we close out? 
Well, I mean, this is uh, our last home game against Las Vegas. Is the time to get it done? I mean, let's make it yet another win against Las Vegas, and then of course we got the last one against them in uh, Labor Day weekend. Uh, I actually have a uh, promoter and DJ friend that that was here in Phoenix, uh, originally from El Paso. He actually moved up to Las Vegas, and I might be able to talk him into going into game. Maybe I'll even get him to uh, sit with uh, any TPBers that are out there. But but I'm still buying the ticket for the uh, all-you-can-drink uh, Estrella Jalisco. So it, it, it should be fun. I just got to get everything set up. But uh, until then, let's get this next win against Vegas again. Well said, Jared. Well said. We do need a win. Yep. And, yes, I will have podcast stickers. They're pretty cool. Oh, yeah. Yeah, this glossy look is uh... – Pretty great. Yeah, I got to say, I wasn't sure of the quality at first, but they they are pretty good. You know, they're, they're maybe just as good as the other ones we had before. And that's that's great because we have a lot of these. So thank you so much to everyone for listening to our show tonight. Again, uh, next week, we'll be talking about our postgame thoughts on the next game on Saturday. So please feel free to tune in. Uh, that show might be posted sometime Either Sunday evening, Monday morning, we'll see. Uh, one of those two, uh, we'll try our best to have it up on one of those two dates there as well. So thank you so much, everyone. Have a great day or night, and we'll see you next week here on State of the Republic podcast. We might start having bloopers, by the way, if you guys are okay with that. Maybe at the end of the show or something, I'll like insert yeah. them there. And <laughs> recording uh, has started. Yeah. Oh, yeah, now we're recording here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> Sorry, Let's just say Benito Scissor lives from Livermore to be shipped out to Las Vegas. Scissor, you keep saying sister. It it sounds like you're saying sister lips. It sounds like, oh. like no, scissor, scissor lifts. <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, wait, did, si- did, did I sister <laughs> lips? It's like my sister's lips belong on her face, and yeah, we don't need them in Las Vegas. Oh, okay. Oh, I, I thought you were saying uh, like a sister lifts, like you know, like gym lifts, like lifting the weight. So I was like, no, the, I mean, the way it comes across, the way I can hear it on my, I'm using my iPad <laughs> to do the recording. <laughs> I did not hear the word scissor. I heard the word sister, and I heard didn't hear the word lift. I heard lips. lips. And so I was like, okay, <laughs> Louise, whatever. This is gonna be funny. I need to go. I mean, we're gonna have a new blooper section. So if you all are listening uh keep listening till the end because we're going to start putting some bloopers because we just we want to keep having a laugh and there's a lot of things that we've or that i've cut in the past and uh i feel like they, they should have stayed right let's, let's have a good laugh so you all know that it, it takes a couple of different tries to get the podcast right and we say some funny things here that sometimes they make it on the show and sometimes they get cut off and they should be right you, you have to see that we we make mistakes uh, often here too, so let's let's make fun of ourselves <laughs> more than we already do, right? Uh. <laughs> Always. <laughs>